As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday. Um, This is Robert Tum. And Liz Starkey here with Spiritual Energy Dynamics radio version. So thank you for joining us today. And we are open for callers if anybody wants to come in, call in with a question or a comment or observation. You can call in at 844-390-8255. That's 844-390-8255. So feel free to call in. We're available and we'd love to hear from you. How you been, Robert? Doing good, Liz. How about yourself? Yeah, we've been, (laughs) we we missed the last live broadcast because we were attending an important event. Yes. And uh, so that went real well. And um, we were able to visit the North Georgia mountains, one of my favorite places with the streams and the mountains and that beautiful place. Yeah, it's been, uh, I mean, can you believe it's almost halfway through September? Yeah, which <sighs> which brings up today's 9-11, yeah. you know, and there's a lot of, I mean, memories that go with that. I, I was on a corporate business trip to Austin, Texas, actually Round Rock, Texas, and ended up getting stuck there and driving back with four other individuals that we really got close during that trip, even though that was a terrible time and one of a lot of stress. It certainly was a nice connection we made because we were kind of trapped away from families a long way from home as we commandeered a rental car, didn't turn it back in and uh, drove. I drove as far as Birmingham and they went on up to Boston where they lived. So it was quite, quite the adventure. And I, if I'm sending energetic thoughts to each one of those individuals because they were special and, and special in my heart as, as we went through some really interesting times together. Yeah, for me, I was in fifth grade and uh, the janitor came in and whispered something in my teacher's ear and he said, oh shit. Um, and that was a bad word back then. I guess it still is. And uh, then they turned the TVs on and we watched. I mean, and I had no idea what was going on. Um, but I do know that everything changed after that. And, you know, childhood was never the same and America hasn't been the same and a lot of, a lot of people lost their lives. So yeah, it's kind of, um, a, a 
bittersweet day? I don't know. Well, it, it really, I think, was a kickoff to some what we call awakening that's really still going on today with things and trauma and confusion and media bullshit out there and stuff that people buy into anything the media says. And that goes right back to 9-11. And I'm not going to get on some conspiracy theory rant, but if people really believe the events that the news told us what happened that day, they're kind of delusional, I think, in my mind, because there's some things that really happen that kind of can point to some of the events that we're going through today and the connections with what's pure evil out there. If y'all are interested in hearing us do a show along that line, send us messages on Facebook, contact us via text or email, call <laughs> in right now and say, yes, let's do it. Um, otherwise, we're going to just uh, jump right No, we're right going to phase, we'll pay to fade away from that. But I, you, you, you know, everybody's heard me say before, let's not get into, let's stay open-minded. One of the things we do in our work is, is as we check properties and, and individuals and that, we're able to go in and do some measuring of consciousness, of things, of places, of events, and of people. And we apply that principle to things that we look at as we do research on things and look at individuals. So it's not guesswork or happenstance or emotion. Sometimes it goes against some of the things we see. But when we put something out here on, on our program, and, and I'm speaking for myself some of the time and don't always reflect Liz's opinion on things. That's but, right. Uh, it's, I don't <laughs> want anything you say to affect my run for presidency. There you go. 2032 <laughs> or whatever. How old do you have to be? 45? Oh, so I'm not 55? Sure. 45? No, it's 75? It's I think it's 75. Like but anyway, that being said, you know, we, our, our topic is often about consciousness. Yeah. And, and this is part of the, the awakening that we're seeing now as we feel and in, tune into current events. And as I work with people, uh, client base and friends and look at things, we know that uh, it's affecting consciousness across the board. Everybody stressed and trying to find out what's truth, what's not truth, what are facts and not facts and that kind of stuff. So it affects our energies, it affects our consciousness and you know, Liz and I are having to work on our energies throughout the day as we have our own challenges with tuning into some of that as well. Yeah, and good news, I can run for president in five years. I qualify. Well, I'll so. vote for you. Really? Yeah. Well, that's one. So that, that'd be quite an event. <laughs> so anyway. Hey, Robert. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that movie we watched a few nights ago about the Shackle Ford incident that happened in our South Pole in the early 1900s. Yeah, with Antarctica and uh, the team of adventurers and explorers that took a ship down to Gosh. that part of the world with, uh, that was 1918, yeah. I think, and um, went on this unbelievable adventure. And if it's, it's a movie on Netflix called Shackleford's Captain. I think it was on Prime. Was it on Prime? I think it was. Uh, either way, it's, it's out there and it's worth watching. It's kind of a combination movie and documentary. Yeah, in fact, that, that little film we watched is short. So for those of you who like short films like I do, it's only like an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's kind of laid inspiration for our program today. Uh, because as we watched this traumatic event unfold over a two-year period on these 28 men's lives. Uh, it brought up a lot of stuff for Robert and myself. Um, 
because, uh, well, one, I, I just don't like being cold and this takes place in Antarctica. So they were, they were a group of men who were very, very cold for a couple of years. And I just, I think I would have given up, Robert. Well, uh, what we're getting into here is things that can trigger uh, our own history of uh, maybe past lives and emotional connections with things throughout our thousands of past lives that we've experienced where maybe we've been in similar situations. We may not have been there at that particular event, right. not likely we were, right. but there may be similar events that happened as a Viking going across the North Sea or some event that didn't even make the history book somewhere where we were exposed to isolation or shortage of food or uh, really severe circumstances that survival was in question, which is what this whole uh, movie was about. Yeah, surviving um, with being cut off from everyone in society. And, and my question is, how do you hold on? How, I don't think I would have been able to hold on given the circumstances and uh, they did. I mean, mm -hmm. spoiler alert, they did, they held on. Um, but y'all should check it out. It's a good, it's a good uh, trip down the soul memory lane potentially for some of you. Well, for any of us too, it can make us realize that as tough as times can be and as difficult as times can be and as hopeless as they can be, these are some people that never gave up. And uh, incredible, it's one of the most incredible adventures I've ever heard uh, as far as, uh, you know, the, the tenacity and the, the, the leadership of, of people, the, the ability to, to hang together as a, as a team and, and just survive the most difficult of circumstances. There's a, uh, I don't remember where I heard this, but there was a, a test run on rats and they put rats in a big drum of water and let them get as close to possible as drowning and then pick them up out of the water. <laughs> Stick with me here, Robert and put them back in the water. But then they had another barrel of rats who did not get saved. Uh, and the rats that were picked out of water and had that second of hope swam for like, I don't know, don't quote me on the numbers, but like 30 extra minutes thinking, you know, they had the potential of being saved again. Hmm. Interesting, huh? Yeah, the, the power of hope and what that does to the adrenal, adrenals and the whole survival kicks in. Yeah. You know? So anyway, I think uh, one of the things that we wanted to make a, a point about here is we, we, again, talking about human consciousness. Um, and, you know, as I have discussions, as we teach our classes and as we have discussions with individuals about consciousness, we talk about uh, what does it mean to explore higher consciousness? What does... Uh, what are some of the triggers that we find in going that direction and exploring what it takes to clear and heal trauma and clear and heal stresses that come along with, uh, with expanded consciousness? You know, if we had a room full of people, we could ask the question, what, what does higher consciousness mean? And what are some of the benefits of tapping into higher consciousness and from a spiritual energy dynamics perspective it means peeling back the layer of the onion yeah. going deeper and deeper uh you know you might along the way reach a point of 
nirvana and place where you feel good and but there's things that get triggered along the way from events and circumstances that trigger our thoughts and um, fears and anxieties and things that come up for healing and this movie certainly did that for both of us each in our, in our own individual way. Well, yeah, and Robert, what's interesting, you know, as, as you grow in consciousness or your ability to hold certain frequencies, you're, you're given dispensations by the divine ones. And, and one aspect of that is that ability to peel back that layer. You, you mentioned reaching a point of nirvana, which when we come to, you know, class or we talk about our diagrams and charts, there, there is a specific frequency and a rate uh, for that point. And it all, it, it is well and good and it feels feels nice, but once you've reached that level, uh, that means you've kind of put some work in. You've got some points from, from, you know, cosmic brownies, if you will. And from there, that's when the serious business of, of digging in and clearing some of the stuff out that's happened in your many, many lifetimes comes into play. And that's, that's what we talk about when, when it comes to records and patterns. So, so to have the ability to go back and work on those is an honor. It's a gift from the divine because it takes quite a bit to even get to that point where you can start doing that. Well, there's no one in embodiment on this planet that doesn't have some things to work on. Right. And that, uh, you know, no matter what they may appear to be or a level of consciousness or anything, there's always a layer. And that continues after we reach ascension and continue on that pathway. There's, uh, many, many levels to work on. And I, that's what I love about uh, some of the Joshua David Stone books. He talks about the, the progression and the, the levels, the iterations of, uh, you know, levels of development and that, that we go through to get there. Um, and each one of those, we only go through a small part of it in this embodiment. And it's a little, little bit more difficult, but we're each peeling away that layer of the onion. And we're going to get more specific on this in just a few minutes, get beyond just the general discussion of it. But one of the things that's real important for each of you to know, and I, I have lots of calls and, and discussions with, with people about where they are in their um, consciousness expansion, and the one thing to know and to understand is be, be careful, be sensitive with yourself, give yourself a break because we all are going through stresses, whether they're triggered by a movie we watch or events going on that brings up things that need clearing and healing. And that's okay. We need to go with the flow of that and allow it to happen and allow it to be part of the consciousness expansion because it is one of the benefits is the fact that we can go through this in an ex accelerated way to where it doesn't take another 20 or 100 lifetimes to get through it. Right, yeah, and then on the flip side of that coin, uh, be gentle with yourself because, because it's powerful stuff and it takes time to process and... and yeah, and to, to heal and well, you know, to allow, to let go of those things, to in integrate uh, the positive benefits and aspects of lessons learned during that time as well. Yeah, and, and my point was, you know, we, you don't have to go through this lifetime trying to collect all the golden coins and, and reach the end having achieved all this great stuff because this race, quote unquote, that we're running is eternal. And so like, psh, have fun, go surfing, I don't know, 
play the lotto, do, do whatever it is that makes you happy too. You know, this, this soul business is serious stuff to a degree, but we're also here to experience and have fun and learn about ourselves and, um, you know, meet people and grow. And, you know, every, every person, every encounter uh, is a chance for us to, to learn something and to teach. Well, the, the other aspect that we talk about in class is it's not a contest, you know, it's not a, not a competition as to who, who gets there the fastest or who's the most evolved or the most enlightened and the higher in consciousness. In fact, it's just the opposite. It's like, okay, get there, work on ourselves, but also do that in conjunction with fellow man and compassion and understanding for others that are out there and humanity and nature and all the various kingdoms to continue to expand our consciousness to divine source. Yeah, because if we can get like one drop in the bucket uh, towards higher consciousness, that benefits all of humanity because it's all one, we're all connected. So, so doing what you do is good work, regardless if you're going, you know, 100 miles an hour or 25, you know, what you're doing is good and it's making a difference. And I hope each and every one of you knows that and feels that in their heart. Yeah, and you know, this is what we do when we're working on, on clients, that we're working with individuals. We, we go through a very measurable process on expansion of the vibrational qualities, and we can measure these things that are coming up, these records and patterns, and how they benefit consciousness and consciousness expansion. And we'll go into some examples of that after the break, where we'll actually step through some of these things. Well, that sounds exciting. Yeah, we'll have some fun with it. Are you excited? It. Yeah, we'll, we'll have some fun with it. It's always a, a fun thing to do, to do a little bit of digging here. So we'll, we're going to focus on our comment on the Shackleford movie and the, the stresses that it, it brought up for ourselves and, you know, the, the, the feelings of hopelessness and things like that that came up during the show. Yeah, definitely. Well, I know that for myself, though, as, as we have gone, as, as I've gone through these aspects, as I've healed various fears and concerns with myself, these layers can be kind of traumatic at times, and they can cause you to really dip deep, you know, become discouraged and maybe Ooh. a little depressive, yeah. depressed, you know, yeah. but along the way, there's hope in knowing that there's process of getting, there is light at the end of the tunnel on the other side of things. You are that rat that's been picked up out of the water. I think we all are. <laughs> so, anyway. Well, are you ready to take a break? Yeah, let's, let's take a break here and we'll be back with everybody in just a few minutes. The staff at Spiritual Energy Dynamics would like you to ponder on the concept of spiritual hygiene. Your personal routines likely include bathing, brushing your teeth, having regular dentist and doctor checkups. You keep your home clean, maintain your car, run virus scans on your computer. You deserve to have your spiritual energies cleaned and realigned as well. Your energy field is a sensitive and complex instrument. You are constantly being bombarded by unseen influences, discordant energies, and many types of negative interference. As these accumulate, 
They negatively impact on your overall well-being in many ways. If you would like to learn more and schedule a comprehensive evaluation of your energy field, contact Robert or Liz. Go to robertum.com. That's robertum, T-U-M-M.com. Mention this ad for a $50 discount on our program. We're back. That was a good one. So we're here uh, with my beautiful partner, uh, Liz Starkey, and I'm Robert Tom, and we represent Spiritual Energy Dynamics, a unique way of looking at a human energy field, not just human, but we can look at the animate, the, yeah. the plant kingdom, Fairies. places, and, yeah. and just see where everybody's vibration is. And um, it's a pretty unique system for evaluating an energy field in a very objective and um, a way of look at things to see, hey, where is there energy flow and where is there not? Well, and what I found, um, this is really, this work has really empowered me in ways that I know, in ways that I, I don't even comprehend. But uh, the work that happens when you, when you clear out all the, the, negative interference, if you will, and begin tapping into those higher aspects of self, you really tune into who you truly are. And I'm speaking for myself. I've really tuned into who I am and what my purpose is and and what I'm cool with and what I'm not cool with. And uh, along the way, there's been a lot of bubbling ups from past lives, some that, you know, have been okay, like pulling a bandaid off and others that have stopped me dead in my tracks and uh, really, really took the wind out of my sails for a while, if you will, Captain Shackleford. Well, it's, it's a, it is a benefit of consciousness expansion, like we mentioned, and uh, this really doesn't happen unless you are on some kind of path of expansion. Um, it, if, you, if you're going through some stuff, it's probably a sign that... Um, you know, that you're on the track of at least making an effort to expand consciousness. So let's take a look at, you know, what we experienced during this program as, as an example. We'll get, get into some specifics. Liz, can you kind of share some of the feelings that it brought up with you? Yeah. And let's take, yeah, a, take a look at what's going I'd on. I'd love to be the guinea pig here. Um, you know, one thing that I felt, uh, let me gather my thoughts here. One thing that I definitely felt um, or that bothered me significantly. Yeah, it, it, what was triggered, right? Um, yes. One thing that bothered me or triggered or it really significantly affected me is uh, the cold weather. Yeah, the, the extreme cold weather. Yes. Uh, I mean, I... Uh, and I've always, you know, even as a kid, I didn't like snow. I, I don't know if that's coming from past lives. Maybe, maybe we can do some work on that. But, but the snow, uh, the cold weather and the isolation. But one of the biggest things that I felt, Robert, if I'm going to be completely honest and trigger warning out there, I guess, for some of you was suicidal. Um, I mean, I did not. <laughs> I can't say I enjoyed the experience of watching that movie because I felt 
Well, there was a hopelessness, one of despair and total, total hopelessness in the, the entire experience. So let's take a look at this list as far as the relationship to what this triggered with you. Okay, so let, let's ask a question. We'll start with some basic questions and go through it. Well, can I ask the question? Yes, absolutely. Um, regarding lifetimes where I was living primarily or working primarily on a ship, or I spent significant amounts of time in water on a vessel. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we ask that question. How many embodiments? Let's, let's stick with earth embodiments yeah. because we don't want to go yes. into some other existences and other dimensions and that on in your history on earth embodiments how many involve being on a ship um crossing bodies of water whether it be a, a big lake or the oceans or whatever yeah. i'm getting that there was 14. oh okay. ahoy mateys and that's quite a few maybe that that's why you like the beach so much huh yeah because i be finally made it back to land yeah you're grateful for the sand <laughs> and the beach well, that's, that's very cool. Um, I'm going to ask another question okay. in regards. So how many, different question, how many lifetimes um, that are available for us to tap into right now um, was I, as, as, um, as a female, impacted by someone, negatively impacted by someone coming off of a ship? Does that make sense? Uh, can you clarify that? So um, what I'm seeing, like fire, I'm seeing, um, you know, these ships coming in and taking over uh, land, the village. I'm seeing families destroyed, uh, by, by rape. Tracking, attacking armies or, exactly. or so that came in yes. on the ship. And how many times were you impacted by that? And uh, let's, let's clarify the question. Okay. How many times was I killed? Okay. I'd say it looks like six or seven times. Yeah. So just thinking about that, guys. So that's 14 lifetimes of me being out there on the ocean and seven lifetimes as a woman being killed by someone coming off the ocean or body of water. Uh, that's a nice little chunk of change there that, that have impacted me and in, in my embodiments moving forward. Um, well, let's ask another question. Let's do it. Because we're talking about karma here and karma healing a little bit mm -hmm. as well. Yes. How many times were you part of a crew coming mm -hmm. off a ship that per 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 perpetrated yes. uh, one of those deeds on somebody else? Yes. And I get two. Okay. So as these things come up for healing, it's both sides of that that uh, are a, a factor in it as far as the healing. That's, and I, that's a very interesting point, and I'm glad you said that, Robert, because when I started grappling with the idea of past lives and, and thinking about all the potential there is out there, I, what has really helped me come to a place of non-judgment of self, and it's a very nice place to be. I can't say I stay there all the time, but, but to realize that, yes, a lot of, I have done a lot of really bad things in all my lifetimes, uh, and I've also had really bad things done to me. So I've been the victim and the perpetrator. And so there's a balance there. So you kind of, if, if you're playing both sides of that, you kind of have to make peace with it. It's like, okay, yes, this is the reality of the situation. Let's move forward. Instead of getting caught up in the drama or dwelling in the fact that, oh, I murdered so many people in this lifetime or, you know, what have you. It's, it's a real nice little nugget of goodness to know, like, 
hey, yes, we all have, and it's okay. I am totally right on, right on. But one of the things I want people to understand about spiritual energy dynamics, we're not just talking about this and researching and digging up some information on it, okay? And we may get some other insights along the ways we dig into it, but we have very specific protocols mm -hmm. that bring in healing. Mm -hmm. It's not a general thing like, uh, you know, just heal and fix it. There's very specific aspects that we look at. We're looking at things on the emotional side, the mental side, the chakras, the physical side. What did it do to connection to our divine self? Did it diminish that? What did it do to our karma? Is the, are the records in the Akashic records and the soul records correct? Has karma already been healed or is there misinformation out there? It's all a big spectrum that we get very, very specific on. And even while we're talking about it, I am working on some issues with the charts as so is Liz here uh, as we're doing work on the charts to bring in some very specific healing protocols that we apply to clients and to people we work on to help heal and process these records and in a very accelerated way. And what's really cool about this stuff. So not only are we going back in time and so one thing to keep in mind is your, your personal ability to go back in time to heal these is directly related to your ability to tap into these higher levels. So if you can kind of see a sine wave, is it a sine wave? Mm -hmm, yeah, yeah, that's nice. a good description, yeah. right on. But, but also what's really cool about this work is not only we are going back in time, but we're also looking at our future timeline. So uh, we're healing any lifetimes forward where this particular incident uh, is impacting what may come up in the future for us. So we're like, not only are we like clear in the way behind us, but we're forging the path ahead. So it's like psh, super powerful. And we can do this for you. I mean, yeah, you can call in, you can check. This is what we do. This is a very big paradigm shifting perspective on things because uh, this is one of the unique techniques out there that actually really does this and is measurable and people can feel the results from it. It's not just, like I say, carte blanche saying heal and it's all taken care of. It's got to be very specific. It's got to bring up very specific vibrational qualities to allow this, the healing to happen. So it's really cool to be able to, in mass, doing some record and pattern work around, for, for instance, this theme of ships and the ocean and, and um, the emotions associated with it of, of anger or fear or torment and that. So this is the connection that we're get, digging even deeper into based on this theme we're talking about today. So let's, let's, just, let's just paint a quick picture of, of what one lifetime can do and how many people it can impact. So say, um, uh, so say I was a man and I got on a ship to go work um, and I left my wife and child behind and I died. You know, a lot happened in between, but so I never returned. So my child was without a father uh, the rest of her life. And my wife hopefully remarried and moved on, but per potentially was heartbroken forever. Um, and then think about all the guys on the crew that went down in battle with me. Think about the other guys on the ship who we were throwing cannons and bombs and whatever else you do back in the day uh, at each other. I mean, it's this ripple effect, this domino effect of how, you know, one life is so important because it has so much impact on so many other lives. So, so when we're doing this, this, 
record and pattern healing, not only are we, you know, focused on getting things squared away for me, but whoever that daughter and wife were back then, and whoever my brothers in arms were, they're reaping the benefits too. So not only is it significantly healing for self, but it's service work. Well, it's healing a minimum of seven generations forward and back, but not just the DNA generations. We're talking about soul groups and expanded soul groups and others that we've been in associations with. Uh, you Animate know, kingdom, kingdoms, berries, yeah. the rocks. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, and so just an, another aspect of this is just think if you, in, in part of this, one of the traumatic events, say, you were a victim of the soldiers coming ashore mm -hmm. and uh, you had a family member might have been killed or harmed in some way. What kind of energies were you sending out to, to God, yeah. to those circumstances? Like maybe it was, uh, you know, the English. Mm -hmm. And so like forever I, I hated the English yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, maybe, Maybe it was a certain race of person that I watched murder my significant person in my mm -hmm. life. And then I, I held this bias because that individual killed my loved one. And that can play out in lifetimes in strong emotion. Well, the, um, the, the records that it sets up, sets up are records of resentment, mm -hmm. of anger, of fear, yeah. of retribution, of yeah. those kind of things. And we all have that. Okay, that's part of things that are, that, that's sometimes where in part of healing, the pot gets stirred a little bit as these records come up, we start feeling these unexplained emotions that don't make sense from, from this lifetime. Uh, and there's opportunities in, in this lifetime to heal from the past. Yeah, and if you're anything like me, you know, when I'm, when I'm having some sort of emotional reaction, I try really hard to step out of that emotion and figure out why I feel the way I do, what happened to make me feel this way. But oftentimes I've found with records and patterns that the hurt or the emotion is so deep. I don't, I don't have a clear mental image of what's going on because it's nothing in this lifetime. It's, it's from a multitude of lifetimes. So there's no clear picture that I'm getting. I'm just feeling all the feels. And the feels, uh, especially when we're going back 10,000, 50,000, 100,000 years are profound. They, I mean, Robert, we were on a golf course somewhere in North Carolina a number of years ago and something happened and I was ready to just be done. I mean, something happened, something triggered and it was records and patterns we found out after going to the charts. But man, I was ready to just walk into the woods never to be heard of again because whatever was coming up for me is that strong. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I go back to the, this, the movie we watched and what was tuned, you know, I'm tuning into you and some of the emotions I witnessed you're experiencing during the, the time of watching this movie. And I go back to the 14 embodiments that you were on a ship. So let's ask how many of those were on a sailing ship. Okay. And I get that two of those were on a sailing ship. Okay, so let's find out when the most recent one of those took place. Cool, of so, the two? Of the two, yeah, right? Let's do that. The most recent one, and that's a BC embodiment. Okay, and let's find out how far back that was. And we're going back about 1300 years BC. Okay. So 
I imagine the ships were a little primitive at that time yeah, and not rooming. They probably didn't have a restroom. They Very probably small. didn't, yeah, they probably didn't have an electric stove or, yeah. or, or a, you know, propulsion other than sailing. But as you tune into that part of it, you can feel that that was part of the anguish that was coming up yes. was like, hey, I'm out here in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> And there's uh, water coming in. Yeah. And Jack's being an asshole there, there, again. There's a, a big storm underway and the ship's in, in danger. Yeah. So there can be multiple emotions coming up. And if I look at those emotions that were coming up from you, the worry, the fear, uh, the, the, the the resentment, the hunger, the, you know, the, oh. the well, the, the, the blame of self, like I had a choice not to get on this ship and my senses said don't go but i went anyway yeah and you're they're there going oh my gosh why didn't i listen to my own inner sense why didn't i listen to my grandmother who said don't get on the ship those are all things that are factors that are bring come they're coming up in the emotional body they're coming up in the mental body and they're coming up in the physical body sometimes those little aches and pains that we may feel may be a, a, a piece of trauma I remember one of the readings that we did, one of the clearances we did was from a lady that had been on the Titanic. We didn't know that at the time when we were doing the reading, but the sensations that the intuitives in the group were getting was like, oh, I felt like uh, you know, a piece of lumber just fell, you know, fell off and clunked them in the head. Well, in this case, that's exactly what happened. This person was just a, uh, a regular, engineering type, not an engineer, but a, a worker in the engine room of the Titanic. And as it started collapsing and sinking, a piece of machinery did hit, hit him, her in the head yeah. and caused the, the, the unconscious and, and led to the ultimate death in that situation. But there was trauma from that lifetime where that individual felt always connected somehow to the sea, to the ocean, and to actually had books on the Titanic. Wow. We didn't know that that they had. So as we look at your energies and the trauma coming up and the stress, I actually do see, as I look in intuitively, see where you're hanging on like the remnants of a ship off the coast, like the sail, the, there, there's part of the sail, part of the mast, part of it that's still afloat. And you're in some very, very uh, dangerous water with rocks and mm -hmm. hanging on. Uh, hoping, holding out that, uh, that somehow you can rescue or make it to shore. And that, uh, that desperation and that fear and that anxiety and that life's events running through your mind as that happened. And in that particular embodiment, you did die. You did not, yeah. you were not rescued. Yeah. So you did drown. Yeah. And so that was, you know, one of the two that are the most traumatic that we're going to be doing some healing on after we get off this program. Right. And, you know, one thing that's really important to also keep in mind, because we're kind of doom and glooming it up here, uh, a lot of really good things happen in, in one's lifetime. So not only are we dealing with all the trauma and the pain and the worry and fear, but a lot of good things uh, came out of that lifetime, too, like camaraderie and it's feeling proud of myself and having that hope and faith and learning everything that I did um, so, so that's one aspect that we also bring into the healing is bringing in all the really good juicy parts that also happen and bringing that to the surface, bringing that to, to the soul's memory uh, to, to be ever present. Um, yeah, well, the, the, the Shackleford adventure is certainly a good example of that. 
you know, we, we don't want to give away too much, but we've already given away a lot. But as they attempted to survive and uh, a group of them would break off and go go forward to try to get help. Yeah. Uh, let's let's take a little break and then we'll we'll get back to that. Uh, and um, yeah. all right, let's take a break and we'll meet you back here. Sounds good. Bye bye. staff at Spiritual Energy Dynamics would like you to ponder on the concept of spiritual hygiene. Your personal routines likely include bathing, brushing your teeth, having regular dentist and doctor checkups. You keep your home clean, maintain your car, run virus scans on your computer. You deserve to have your spiritual energies cleaned and realigned as well. Your energy field is a sensitive and complex instrument. You are constantly being bombarded by unseen influences, discordant energies, and many types of negative interference. As these accumulate, they negatively impact on your overall well-being in many ways. If you would like to learn more and schedule a comprehensive evaluation of your energy field, contact Robert or Liz Go to robertum.com. That's robertum, T-U-M-M.com. Mention this ad for a $50 discount on our program. Welcome back. I am Liz Starkey, being joined by Robert Tum here with Spiritual Energy Dynamics. And we are talking specifically about past lives on ship and in open water. And uh, I just wanted to share something that's been coming up for me, kind of a realization, I suppose. Uh, I love the beach, Robert. You know that. I'll, I'll scoot away to the beach as frequently as I can. I'll get in the water. I'll, I'll go kayaking on on rivers and whatnot but you ain't gonna catch me in that water past my chest nope you ain't gonna catch me swimming you you are not gonna catch me swimming in a lake that's for sure um and i don't know why well i do know why actually spoiler alert uh, a lot of things have happened to me in the past i suppose i've drowned frequently and um all that jazz but i just don't feel safe in open water which I think is a legitimate fear to have. And this is something that we can definitely continue to work on as yes. we dig through these records and patterns. Because in, in, uh, in my experience, we've seen people overcome some of these difficulties and these traumas, the results of traumas, by doing, you know, energy work like this. And, you know, when you're under a program with us, with Liz or I, under the Spiritual Dynamics Protocols, this stuff is getting healed in the background in a very accelerated way, yeah. more than one lifetime at a time. Yeah. Oftentimes it's a theme. Yes. So if there's a theme like from the Shackleford thing of abandonment or hopelessness or starvation or uh, freezing to death, these are records and patterns that can come up as a theme. So just like Liz talked about 14 embodiments that 
we've discovered that she has an association with the ocean here on the earth plane. Mm -hmm. There's already, as, as we're initiating protocols, healing going on, and we're going to be doing more specific afterwards. But these things can certainly change her perspective on being out in the water. And it'll be interesting to see how that plays out as we dig into that deeper. Yeah, and what's really cool about this, guys, is we've never, I've never spent any time working on this particular issue myself, and you haven't either. So this is like real-time healing happening right now. And maybe maybe uh, in a couple of weeks, you'll catch me uh, diving like a dolphin out in the ocean. Well, we'll, we'll check it out <laughs> here pretty soon. We've got plenty of opportunity around here, for sure. Uh, but that it is. I mean, we've seen this uh, in other situations where people feel things that they can't explain. Mm -hmm. Why does this sensation come up? Why am I in a place when I sense this or hear about it, I go into a state of panic mm -hmm. or anxiety? Mm -hmm. there's, there's reasons that this can come up, and that's past life stuff. It explains quite a bit. And um, so the, the pattern healing that we do can really help resolve some of these issues and, and work going forward into being free from those, those feelings and those, those fears. Well, especially when it comes to interacting with other people, uh, you know, the, the soul, the, the human energy field is, is very tuned in, even if we are not necessarily conscious of what's going on. If you're getting a bit of a hit or having a bit of a adverse reaction to an individual don't don't sell yourself short you know you could very well be picking up on past lives good or bad with this individual uh, and that doesn't mean you should judge them or run away from them or uh, feel or send bad vibes it's just it, it is what it is uh, simply enough to say so when the watch yourself be your own observer and see what's happening when you're interacting with specific family members or people at work or um, friends etc see strangers see what's coming up for you see if you can get a hit uh, see if you can pinpoint a feeling or a theme or maybe even get a little snippet of a picture of a past life it's it's fascinating well we've had lots of successes with working on this with individuals but also with families mm -hmm. and groups where we look at a group picture of this and see how it may impact individuals within the group the group itself and that sort of thing whereby bringing in for some very specific healing to resolve some of those resentments and issues that can come up and we can see them. We've witnessed many times how that can smooth out and does it fix everything? We don't make that claim. What we're uh, making uh, the evidence suggests that it does have an impact on people really feeling better about each other and themselves and getting along better in, often, in quite a few cases. Yeah. Well, and the proof is in the pudding uh, to experience it to see significant changes in, in the self and the way, for example, the way I react to certain people in my life who will always be in my life, uh, I just react less. I care less. I'm less triggered. Uh, I just, there's so much that's been healed with certain individuals in my life that now it's it's like I'm, I'm a different person. They might have the same behaviors or similar behaviors, but I have changed. Uh, and it's it's a gift. It's a huge gift. And it's a gift that's part of consciousness expansion. Mm -hmm. And it's not there for everybody. You have to be on an active, conscious path of expansion. Yeah. Just sitting around, you know, watching TV all day long and not be concerned about your own 
growth, your own personality, your own spiritual uh, connection to that personality, consciousness, observing con yourself, you know, those are the qualities and the characteristics of people on an expanded path. Let's talk about some ways that, that can trigger these, these uh, bubbling up of waves. One of the things that I would like to explore a little bit, Liz, as we're looking at your embodiments on this, one of the neat things about this program was how the, the, the sacrifices or the potential sacrifices people made for the group. Yes. You know, putting themselves at risk or deciding to stay behind or deciding to venture forward for the benefit of the group. And we saw evidence of that throughout the movie where people had unbelievable courage and strength, not just for themselves, but to save others. Yeah. And we, I don't want to interrupt you here, but mm -hmm. I'm going to. Yeah, go ahead. And we both talked about, it, given that situation, would we be the ones to stay or would we choose to venture on into the unknown? And we had different answers. Right. Would we be the ones that just give up and say, hey, I've had enough of this. Just check me out of here. Or that was my you know, we can get this done. Right? Yeah. So if we look, Liz, at looking at the number of embodiments again, and, and I, have a, I have a point for doing this too, is not as, as we'll get into in just a minute. Uh, how many embodiments have you had in, in the lifetimes on this planet where you led the way and put yourself at risk to save others? Okay. So let's get a number on that and, and all the embodiments and typically folks were, were in my research, we're talking about thousands of embodiments mm -hmm. over time, over right. millions of years. So wait, repeat the question. So I'm clear on the mindset. In, in your history on this planet. Okay. Okay. How many times, how many lifetimes have you put yourself at risk or even lost your life in an effort to save others, to protect others, to go you know, read to a rescue to, you know, put your life on the line for the benefit of others. Okay. I want to see what that number is. And that number is close to 30. I'm getting about 27 or 28 lifetimes where you've actually done that. Okay. And where you've maybe not always successful, but in some circumstance that's been, you have a little skeptical look oh, on your yeah, face. For, I mean, I feel kind of shitty about myself for this. Let's say I have a thousand lifetimes on this earth plane and 30 of those I, I laid down my life for others. It's a, it's a mindset of the opportunities that were there for you to do that. See, records I mean, and patterns are coming up for me right circumstances. now. circumstances. So I personally think that's a really high number okay. in the, the way I, again, in measuring, we're looking at the mindset. Yeah. We're talking about extreme circumstances, not like when you grab my arm, we're crossing the road, so I don't get run over by that squirrel that's trying to cross the road, well, too. you should pay attention okay. when you cross the road. Uh, but in this case, the point being here is there's lots of positive karma and positive experiences that should make you feel good about yeah, yourself. I totally do. And you can bring that forward into this lifetime and say, hey, I want those qualities of, of self-esteem, of self-worth, of bravery, of courage, of compassion for humanity, those energies to come forward and be incorporated into this lifetime. So that's another benefit of doing any of this of the part of the work that we can do to integrate it. So I think that's a really, uh, a really good number. And are there other little less extreme numbers of that where those situations have come up? Of course, we can slice and dice this in a lot of different ways. 
Yeah, that's awesome. So you've seen this as you work with people too, bringing forward the, the benefits of it. So these are examples of consciousness expansion and, uh, you know, the, the, the peeling back that layer of onion and, and records and patterns that we're talking about here. So um, we still have a few minutes left in this program. If anybody wants to call in and ask a question, uh, we're at Spiritual Energy Dynamics at CTR Radio at 844-390-8255. We're on the line for about another 10 minutes yet as we wrap up this program. Well, I, I've got a point of um, ponder, if okay. you will. So we've, we've had many, many lifetimes. Um, I, I had a friend out in Oregon once say to me, well, I've always been a male. In every single lifetime I've ever had, I've always been a male. And I just looked at him and kind of laughed. I was like, that's total bullshit, David. Um, so let's think about that. You know, there's this idea of, of balancing the feminine and masculine. So if you can think about the fact that you've had many embodiments in both uh, genders or sexes, uh, there, there's kind of a, a beautiful aspect of, of coming to balance and coming to peace with, um, you know, maybe you're having a problem with the ladies because uh, you, you've had a lot of lifetimes where you've been... Um, What's a good word? Well, been embodied as a, as a male or female. And one of the things we can look at is just in your earth plane embodiments, how many embodiments have been as a female or as a male? Those are things that we can look at. And, you know, we can slice and dice even the readings that we've done on, uh, on the seas or on the, uh, you know, any circumstance, whether we're female or male. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's a significant factor. It may not be just individuals that we're reacting to in certain ways or, or circumstances that are, it triggers certain reactions or certain aspects. And so we can go in and measure it in any, any way that we really can imagine and ask a good question. Yeah. So it's all about asking good questions and coming in into specifics. If we, you know, we, any of us, if we, whatever the subject is, is not gonna, we're not gonna ask the question in the very same way. Right. You know, it depends on what our mindset is. Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, I think we're close to wrapping up today's program. Well, thank you so much for, for meeting me here today and doing this and uh, talking about what we talked about. Well, I think it was an interesting subject to choose since we did both react to this movie as like, holy smokes, that really, you know, gave us a, um, some moments we had to ponder and, and really kind of clear some energies after yeah. watching that as it brought up records and patterns. So anyway, thank you for joining me here today, Liz, and I always enjoy these programs and the, the energy and the, the beautiful perspectives that you bring to the program. So uh, everybody listening out there, you need to tune in and uh, check out Liz on the website and schedule an appointment with her to work with her. She has some amazing, amazing gifts and insights. And I really would think you, you should try to, try working with her, get, get on her appointment, on her calendar on the website and schedule an appointment. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. We hope you have a great week ahead. Get some good R and R. Maybe try a new hobby out. Read a book, and uh, we'll see you here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, the what the fourth and second Friday of the second and fourth Friday of every month.
we're signing off now. Thank you so much. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.